0: Happy Saturday from the Crow's Nest, everyone. I'm Kelly J. Lewis. With me, as always, is Thomas Weir III and Dr. Kevin Crow, and we're here talking politics. Now, first things first, and I don't—I really don't want to talk about this a whole lot because I'm not excited about it, but <laughs> Joe Biden, he's officially in the 2020 race. So I'm not a Biden fan, and I don't think that he's as progressive as he thinks, and I think that we really need to look at his record.
1: Yes, and, you know, I was coming here today, and what I, I always, I tend to look at politi- politicians different than most people. A lot of people, they'll uh, they'll do one of two things a lot of times. Some of them will go after policy, which is okay. I mean, you know, and, and then they'll argue policy. Maybe that's the best thing, okay? Other ones, they'll, they'll throw out that red meat, those code words, try to fire up the base and that. I literally look at, the character a lot of times and usually that's where we're all go after people because there's people even who may agree with me i don't trust um and everything and one of the things with with biden is is again you know on the way up here for example there was talk radio and it was republican talk radio conservative and they were going after biden but what they were looking at was they were trying to tie him to obama look at all the and then they would attack obama's policies and then and things of this nature I like to look at them a little bit deeper than that, and what I'm look what I was looking at is a lot of these inside deals that his son, uh, uh, John Kerry's son, have worked out with the Chinese, and that's just. And what gets me is this Republican. I'm not going to mention who it was, but it's a National Radio Republican. He didn't bring that up. I mean, you know, they're not bringing that up. And this would be, should be the thing that we're looking at. It's a character issue, but I think it has to do with, again, business deals. And you always wonder, you know, you follow who else the money. is involved. That's right. And I think I'm always leery of people who don't follow the money that attack them on other ones. It makes you wonder, you know. Why aren't you
0: following why that money? Why aren't we money? following the money? Yeah.
1: But, so, I looked at, so we talked about this last week a lot, and it is so clear. I mean, um, December of 2013... Vice President Biden at the time and his son Hunter Biden, they flew to, a, to to China on Air Force Two. Ten days after the trip, so ten days after that, you had a subsidiary of the Bank of China signed a deal with Hunter Biden's investment firm known as Rod, Rod, excuse me, uh, Rosemont Seneca Partners. They formed a billion-dollar joint venture investment fund called Bohai Harvest... Um, R-S-T, and I'll probably just refer to that as B-H-R, okay, okay, because...
0: That's a lot. Well, it's I pronounce, a lot.
1: see, I'm one and one for my pronunciation, so I want to keep it at that and I don't wanna yeah, I don't want to mess it up. But this deal later was increased to one point five billion. Now Rosemont Capital formed in two thousand and nine, so it's not an old company, and it's controlled by Hunter Biden and Christopher Hines. Now we talked about this last week, and I have to explain who Christopher Hines is, and again it shows you money and how money can be bipartisan. Christopher Hines is the stepson of John Kerry. Now notice I said stepson. And I mentioned this last time. Kerry, when he was senator, he was the wealthiest senator
0: yes, in the Senate. because he married into the Hines That's family. That's
1: right. But the previous wealthiest senator was Hines, who was a Republican from um, Pennsylvania. And so what happened was when, when Hines died, who was the wealthiest, he was the wealthiest senator a Republican, then his wife marries Kerry, who, by the way, at that time was already the wealthiest senator because after Heinz died, so he'd be the second, but he was a Democrat, and so now he has both of those fortunes.
0: That is just insane. Well, and here's something else. I mean, and I don't. I don't really. It's like I said. I don't want to spend a whole whole lot. of sure, uh, sure. But but I do want to shift the conversation to here, and that's okay because it's like I said, Biden is not as progressive as he seems because he's all about corporate welfare, about money. He's and, all about like tax shelters and like I mean on like this, like with Clinton's and the you know with it. the banking and things like that. I mean, it. people don't realize how close and you Clinton's go into are with these, the banks. Uh,
1: to all these, and it's amazing, and so. And I asked people to go back and check last week because we went into even connections with like with with like um um Waddy Bulger. you know, I mean, wow. I mean, I mean we, we had all these close connections and stuff. Um, but let's stay on this. going back to, to Biden, and this is why you always want to look where they get their start where they make a name for themselves. You always look at people's background. um and and so, and that's how you find out about them. You find out well, what type of climate do they grow up in. Well, Biden, of course, Delaware. Mm -hmm. I don't think people realize this, and this is saying a lot. um, Delaware, when it comes to financial matters, may be the most corrupt state in the nation. And it has a long history of this. And when I say long history... You can go back to the 1790s, okay? Some of their banking rules different than the er, than the early ones. And it gets really bad in the late 1800s because, you know, when we had John D. Rockefeller, who, of course, you know, Standard Oil, all this, what John D. Rockefeller was, he left his home state and moved to Delaware because he could control it and have, have the banking laws change. And it, not just the banking laws, I'm sorry, but the... Um, but the but the uh the way you incorporate everything mm-hmm. and made it real sleazy so so it gets so it's bad even as early as the seventeen nineties It gets really bad at the end of the eighteen hundreds, and now it's basically you know I would almost call it uh you know as the Cayman Islands is for the world, Delaware is. For the U.S.,
0: for corporate America, and, and here's
1: some statistics. I mean, to just blow you away, and I and I checked this uh, right before it. Um, and 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 actually, some of my sources, and I, you know, I always check. I get left wing, I get, get right wing, and all that. So, two of my sources. One of these was um, was CBS. Did this in nineteen, excuse me, in 2016 in Salon magazine. So I did use actually this time. I used two kind of left leaning uh, groups, especially Salon, but they but they did a very good. Um, Report on here, and and one of the people that they cite is a group called Tran, uh, Transparency International, um, which I think is a German company. But anyway, I may be wrong on that. But but um, so so let me give you a little bit of history of are um, some statistics here with with Delaware and how it operates and everything. First of all, to talk about how powerful it is, sixty um, percent. Of the Fortune 500 companies are basically they're 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 basically incorporated in Delaware. Okay, um, get this: uh, Delaware has there are more companies registered in Delaware than there are people in Delaware. Okay. So Delaware has a population of 900,000. They have over a million companies registered there.
0: Did you just say 60 <laughs> percent?
1: Yes. Of, of of publicly traded companies, not uh, companies, but of publicly traded companies. Uh,
0: that's very significant. Well, and, and
1: people ask like what they have going for them, and there's several things, and so um, and not just the tax laws, but but one of the things that they have going for them is Delaware um, has kind of an over the top pro business uh, chancery court that basically lets people get away with almost anything, um, and and so this is. This is the type of stuff you have, but but you can look again. This is not anything new. This is a long problem, and of course, Delaware. This is where Biden comes from. I mean, you have to look at what, and we could say, well, maybe he's one of the decent people. But then when you start looking at all of these deals that we talked about last week that he pushed, and this is why I say local politics is important.
0: Absolutely, because it makes people. It really does. And and you know, the thing with Joe Biden is and you know, I'm Anita Hill I'm an Anita Hill fan. Um I was fortunate to meet her. I watched what happened to her back no. in ninety one on TV, live. And you know, he was part of that. And I had just haven't forgotten that and a lot of people haven't forgotten. Anita Hill well, hasn't and, forgotten that. And the that.
1: thing is this, whether one supports um whether one supported um I'm sorry, uh, 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 Thomas or Hill. The problem with Biden is, if you go back, he makes these favorable statements on both sides. He tries to play both sides. And he doesn't hedge his bets. It's like all for, well, look at how he did this. I mean... You know, and and he'll talk about how he stood up for Anita Hill and all that. But then on the other hand, and again, I'm not getting into this. Debate. I mean, obviously, <laughs> as a Republican. But, right. but what gets me is I admire people that stick one side or the other. This guy, he hedges his bets. You can go back and look at what he said, and it's just all over the map.
0: Well, and you know, especially with Hunter Biden, I mean, people, and I know about that that Yum. sleazy nonsense with the, with all that with with Hunter Biden. And and here's the thing, people forget that Joe Biden has other kids. Be because Bo Biden was so high profile. That's right. He was, you know, he was a veteran. He was, he the was one a that veteran. Died. Yeah, he, he had yeah. he was a veteran. He yes. was running, you know, getting ready to run for I've kind of, you know, follow in his father's footsteps, so to speak, and, you know, unfortunately, you know, was diagnosed with Rare brain cancer and and that took him. But you know, well, because he for, was so high profile, it's almost like all of the other kind of like with the kind of like with the Trump kids too. With Ivanka, it. everybody else kind of fades well, out. But again, Ivanka, with, with, you know, with,
1: with Joe Biden, I mean, you know, there's another piece of tragedy there. But not just the son there, but his um, his, his wife, wife and yeah. daughter.
0: Yeah, were were
1: both killed in a, in an accident. And yeah. so I think you know, and that that is sad. Both both of these these are true tragedies. But people notice that, but they forget. This other one, this this hunter. Bite.
0: Well, and but here's the thing too. I realize that he has had that tragedy in his life, yes. and I'm not trying to take away from that at all. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? We've all had tragedy in our life, but we're not all trying to run for the highest office. Well, and we're not also and, trying and,
1: to, you know, make a billion dollars off the Chinese. Exactly, and that's and, what yeah, I was just going to say. ourselves in danger doing it, yeah,
0: and and, and and use our influence like that, and then kind of pretend like you're. And that that's where I, that's where he and I split ways is because I feel like. He he, he was trying to sell more liberal Democrats a bill of goods that says, hey, I'm one of you. That's it, and but you have like, to look at what mm-mm. they do.
1: You know, I'll see this on the other side. You know, again, as a Republican and stuff, I'll have, and I won't mention any names, but we'll have, you know, there'll be these some of these conservatives who are so-called, but they're not. Yes. They're, they're kind of the Biden s. And, nest, and they, may have a, they may have a military record, a good one, and they'll plan that, which is good. That's good. And that is great. I think that's something that people should play on. But then, that's but then, if you look into it, there'll be this other side, and nothing is a free pass. No. And as I point out to people, I always point, I always point this out. I said, well, you know, um, Benedict Arnold was a war hero before he was a traitor. I mean, you know, one thing doesn't get doesn't give you a free pass. Mm-hmm. That's right.
0: That's right. And and there still has to be this level of accountability. That's it. Now, um, I want to switch gears here just a little bit because um, w- there was a story on earlier in the week, and I, I really want to know where I'll- where these candidates stand, especially about criminal justice issues, law and order issues. Um, there was a... a- a story on CBS news that talked about how there have been over 85,000 law enforcement officers who've been investigated for misconduct sometimes very serious charges of misconduct and um you know they go to other departments and become really high-ranking officials, and their records are never exposed. And you know they just go and they wreak, wreak havoc everywhere they go, and just and cause all these issues. But yet there's no accountability. As a Republican, as I I say, the 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 party of law and order. And the the how do you like personally? What do you think about what we can do to? I don't know. Ensure public safety on that level because that's scary to me.
1: And, and there's and both sides have 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 a similar issue. I think even if we look at those eighty five thousand, I guarantee you that ninety five percent it's you know a, a claim has been made. You never know there'll be people that are trying to get that'll try to get even or something like that. And I would compare it to like if you talked about like public school teachers, as we know the vast majority but they're but they're badmouthed all the time they're they're attacked all the time but as we know you know there may be you know in a state there there may be you know a half a dozen or a dozen um that will have uh, you know a, a, a teachers that may that may get in trouble for you know I don't know child molestation Pr- or whatever predators. yeah or predators but again as you know and I I have a feeling that's probably true here what we should have is is at least open records let me rephrase that. What we should have is an open record about, um, and I think this actually protects the officers too, what charges were made, but then what proof was there. Does that make sense? And I think that would be fair
0: Well and, both
1: sides. In other words, I think that would also clear them so they don't have a shadow over them, you know, the innocent And, and the problem
0: with that, I mean, because but, the problem with it is that a lot of times they're not being charged though, and they're just saying, well, we're going to let you resign instead of and and we're having we have this issue in some of these small schools of, of people that you know of that we're trying to yes mess with you know younger girls or whatever and we're given the chance to resign instead of be fired and then now they're working at another school.
1: That's right. That's right. That's why. That's why you want. But, but again, you want the whole record. Does that make sense? Yeah, you this?
0: do want the whole record. But here's the thing: with law enforcement, especially within law enforcement, there is a culture of secrecy there among the officers that makes it hard to get those records public. The sometimes blue line. absolutely. And there, there, there is a lot of secrecy and protection, even if it's just on a level of PR, even if it's just on that level of we don't want this out in public. There was a thing on the news the other day, too, about the Phoenix police chief and they and the department, Phoenix's police department having the most officer involved shootings last year and her training methods and how they're changing. And they um had they showed they on the news, they showed this video clip of um, this officer who pulled who mistakenly pulled this car over who, you know, they said it could be a description and the cop just opened fire on him. Just like, bam, bam, bam. I mean, it's on. And then the police chief said, oh, I have I seen that? I don't think I've seen it. I don't need to see it. And at that point, I was shocked. I mean, she's on national TV. Now I don't need to see it. And it's like, how are you going to address these issues if if you're not – looking at every bit of this information. And that's administration. That's on the administrative level. Yeah. That's absolutely... And that's
1: usually where, you, where you'll where you find more of the problems at the administrative level there. I was also mentioning, now there are, at least in Oklahoma, and I really can't remember who proposed this law, and I, I, I apologize, but the legislature came up with a, with a... I don't know if it passed or not, but there was a proposal made that what really was a, a good law in this respect in Oklahoma to where... Um, People would now have deaf people mm-hmm. would have the. They don't have to put it on. They don't want to. But they would have an ability to have on their um, uh, to notify the state that they are deaf, hearing impaired, and that way, if they were pulled over, it would flash up when they when they when they pull up their license plate. The police could see like if they pull them over, they're deaf
0: and they can't hear That's and right. they can't respond to commands. That's right. That is good. But here's my issue. And, and you're right, we need this transparency, but why did we push for all of these body cams and why did we push for all of this federal funding for body cams when these law enforcement officers can arbitrarily decide when they turn them on and when they don't? I mean, there's, and in just this article, they talk about um, police officers planting evidence. They talk about police officers, you know, concocting stories they talk about police officers which happened uh, several times here in Oklahoma using police databases to stalk and sexually assault women
1: well uh, yeah
0: and so these and these these officers are allowed to operate with in plain sight within these departments where is the transparency and how do we deal with this because I'm telling you as a single native woman when I get pulled over it makes me nervous because I feel like I need to be in a wholly public, well lit place, and that's really got nothing to do with being native. That just has to do with me being a woman. Well,
1: and and, and like I said, a lot of these will, these will go on specific departments too, because like, like with the uh, with the body cams, I'm sure that's a departmental policy whether you can have them on or not. And see, that's it, that's, that's, that's sh- off, there's no, no point. Of no, you. no, no. What I'm saying yeah. is, but that but that is something that would be handled at that. You know, at, at that, the at the, at local, the level. At that local level, at the that's local said, level, that's saying. it's a local issue. Yeah.
0: But here's the thing: Why would you implement policy after you spent all that money? And and you know, you know, a lot of these got federal funds. They had to write a grant for it. They had to do all this other stuff. They're having to report what they're doing and how they're using this stuff. So well, why again, aren't they and implementing these policies? Forcing a lot of times these will
1: actually protect the police officer too. You know, exactly. I, mean, I, I, I think. And so I think you know, I think most policemen don't mind having them on there. Right? Actually, um,
0: but the but then know. why do the majority of of the the major incidents and the the officer involved shootings? Why do the majority of those officers not have their body cams on? Because those are the ones that are crooked. The crooked ones aren't going to have their body cameras on. So uh, it's alarming to me because it's like I said, I just. It, especially like with school resource, I, I am I'm wholly against school resource officers. I think putting another person in school with a gun, I think that's just a bad idea. I think arming teachers is a bad idea. I think that it that can get out of control really fast. But if you're going to have school resource officers, I want you to have a body cam on because those are children that you're dealing with. Those are young people, and if anybody needs to have a body cam on when they're dealing with people. It's a school resource officer.
1: Well, and a school, I, see, I'm actually for school resource officers, but I think if you have them, I think it's also good to have an older, experienced officer, somebody like this. And I, and, and I think, not just that, I think cameras themselves, not just on the officer, but having cameras. It would be. Well,
0: would now be let good. me ask you this. If you're in favor of school resource officers, what if one of these crooked cops, unbeknownst to you, Comes here like a like a well, sexual predator. Well, that's apprender. why I said that's you why I said know? you
1: want an experienced officer. Who's, you but
0: know. but what if he is experienced and he just you know it's just on here like he just resigned from this job. I mean, well, he again, to be, again, you know, that's what I why mean? I said I mean, you don't no, no, know no, what I mean on
1: that. That's why I'm saying you want an experienced one from that department. You know, does that make sense? You want somebody experienced. The reason I say experience, somebody you know, you know, in other words. You know, that. But
0: but but what if somebody like you put this thing out on Monster or whatever and it goes all out on the internet and stuff and just this person who's well been I'm, nefarious. See that's
1: that's the thing again that that gets back to you know who's hiring and all that. I'll give you an example of this. I have a brother he he lives in Memphis and they've started they've started for like um, uh, when they're working on the sewage lines and things of this nature. Um, the city ones the city ones have started contracting this out. Okay, now think about this, instead of doing it themselves. And the problem of contracting this out, they'll have these contractors, and a lot of contractors will have, how do I want to say this?
0: Criminals working
1: for well, them. Well, get this. <laughs> I'll or, say it, or, Dr. Car. Well, or ones that don't speak English even. Mm-hmm. And so my, my sister-in-law was looking out of the backyard, and all of a sudden all of these people start running off. None of them are speaking. They, they start running off because, you know, they mark out what's what. It's marked there. They can't read what the signs are. And so uh, they'd hit a gas line. They didn't even warn her or anything. I mean, she just saw him going out, and they had to call it in an emergency. So again, that's <laughs> going back to personnel matters on how, on who you're hiring and who you're watching
0: and stuff. That comes to local government that's administration it. It. who signed that contract. That, and, and, and this
1: is why. And this is why. You know. And again, this is what I differ from many Republicans. This is why I believe in a good civil service. Uh, I'm not for. You know. I mean, some things you. The only thing I'm for contracting is if it's something that you're not using that often. I understand that it's not it's not feasible to maintain something like that. Um, but if it's anything that that's always if it's constant, I'm, I'm I'm usually against these contracts. I mean, you want a good civil service and everything.
0: Yeah, and just kind of like with the water issues here in Chickasha, yes, it's like yes. we we should our our city should absolutely be able to handle those issues and not have to hire out any other outside. You know, for and, and I wholly agree with you. And again, on that. to
1: maintain, to main, Now, again, if you're doing something new, I get it. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: If you're if you're doing but, something giant, but when it giant. comes to
1: maintenance, you have to have the number that to maintain it. And again, that's what I would get back if we look at the, um, you know, if we look at the law enforcement question, we have to remember how many police forces there are. And of course every place is different but this gets back again to local government.
0: It really does. I mean it
1: really gets back to and that's why I wouldn't propose any federal law for this or anything like this. It gets back to transparency and local government on these.
0: So if how do citizens and I mean we we talk about voting all the time but and and we actually talked about this with um with Oklahoma Indian Legal Services um just about like kind of the options That you have as far as, you know, being able to, um, go talk to your local, um, elected officials go talk to your local police chief and she was actually we were talking about um, regalia and graduation and things like that but she was actually talking about you know if your principal says no ask if you can go see your superintendent ask if you can go see your school board and it's like no you don't ask to go see those people you go see those people because they're elected officials and and you gave them
1: their job and that's one of the things i like about here our sheriff in this county he's very accessible. I mean, it, it, you'll see him at every single thing. If they have the, if they have the fair, if they have, he was at USL when they did the Sidewalk thing. He's everywhere, and you can go right up to him. And I like that. And that's what you look for. And and by the way, he's accessible, and he is this. I mean, he's pretty stringent, law and order guy, but he's accessible. You can have both. But but that's the key thing: transparency, accessibility. That's the two key things, and and and, and that's what's great.
0: I think, I think that that visibility is, is really, really important. And I, I really wish um, the city of Chickasha would, would would be better because a a couple of nights, I have to tell the story. A couple of nights ago, um, I thought I heard gunshots in my neighborhood. I called 911 and the Chickasha dispatcher got my address wrong four times, sent the car to the other side to my mirror address on the other side oh, yeah. of town. Well, And I mean, and this was just a nightmare and I'm sitting here thinking if this were an emergency and someone were shooting at my house or somebody was trying to break in, I would be dead because of that ineptitude.
1: Well, you know, and there's other things. And of course this isn't necessarily police, but there's other things we said again, it's, it's how they're, it's not just the, the officers or, or the city workers, but also the administration in charge. Once upon a time, in Chickasha, um, you know, there used to be the horrible stray pit bulls, there still are. But once <laughs> upon a time, for a little while, for a number of years, we had a pretty good um, uh,
0: animal, control. animal
1: control. And then all of a sudden, they moved. This is not the animal control people's as I know are still good, but the thing is, they have moved them to basically uh, out looking for citations, not for animals, but oh, your grass is too high. Yeah. So they've moved them. And, and that's not, again, that's not the people actually doing the job. They've been moved. That's a real, that's, that's real lot in the, in the wrong places. And so that would be similar again to when we talk when we started with law enforcement or whatever, you have to look at how they're being utilized and everything. Um, so there are, there can actually be good people out there that are being misused and, in and a certain way. And that's what's bad. And you know, what's bad a lot of times, whether it's a police officer, whether it's a city worker or whatever, or whether it's just the secretaries on the phone, a lot of times it's the best people that that get the abuse because they're the ones that will listen to you, you know, and ta- and, and they're not the ones that have caused it, and we have to remember that too, you know. So I'll always be patient until they screw you over, then get them. But anyway, so yeah, let's... Yeah,
0: Susan, Susan is the city manager's office. Me and her have an understanding, yeah. so... <laughs> I probably cried but and she I, understands I, and just lets me do it. I always try
1: to tell people, you know, don't take it out on the waitresses, don't take it out on the secretaries, don't take it out on, on whatever. Find who's responsible first. Now, sometimes don't get me wrong. Sometimes you get a bad person in one of those, but, but usually it's, it's farther up the line.
0: It really is, but – and here's something else, too, um, that I – and it's like we were talking about accessibility. It's it's really seems – I don't care if it's local, state, tribal, federal. When people get elected, they become insulated, and they, they insulate do. themselves out from their constituency. And it's like, hey, you, when you were running, you were out here, you know, man, woman of the people – and oh, yeah. kissing babies and shaking hands, and now we can't. Now you won't even. But we also show up.
1: need to look at them before that. And this goes back to the law enforcement. Uh, I'll give you an example. Um, I'm from another state, okay? So, so this is out of state. But there had a new police chief, and the new police chief said, "Oh yeah, I always liked this because you know when I was young, I always liked the uniform blah 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 this." And all that. I don't want to hear that. But you have a lot of policemen who say, "I always wanted to help." Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, and that's what, and so you can kind of figure out when you hire these people. And again, I want to stress this. A person can be tough and still want to help. Sure. Does that mean, you know, Absolutely. They're not mutually exclusive. They Absolutely. Can be, but I think, it, I think the danger is, and this is true with anything. I, I can say this in my own profession. This isn't just law enforcement. This could be professors. Are they in it because they want to help or is it a power trip? And the danger thing is the power trip. Absolutely. And again, and, and I'll say that. I, I probably you're you know, that that would be true whether it's bad police or bad teachers, or in my case bad professors. If it's a power trip, you know, you can see that, but you can see that when you're hiring, I think. Too, I yeah. you, you gotta kinda watch.
0: And and I really think that well, in and, and the case of the um the, that we were talking about earlier you know the new department that this that this officer went to where he became the police chief yeah. that new department didn't call the old department where he where he exactly. wrought all that havoc they didn't even call to check his references and so had they just made one phone call, they would have saved their city so much time and money and, and pain.
1: Well, you know, and another thing, here's another thing that's kind of spooky, too, is you may have some city, and this could be, again, this is beyond police, this could be any of them. They may want to, they may have a problematic person, but they're afraid of a lawsuit, not from them, but from somebody else. And they'll think, well, let's get rid of them, let's pass them on, and they may write a good recommendation.
0: And that's even but scarier that's why it's to, to me. Call, that's why it's better to
1: call people as well back in the thing, because somebody will tell you the truth if you call.
0: And yeah, it, it's just it's just a crazy thing that we we this is this is just another case where we have to be involved and we have to do our do. That's due, it. Own it. Due it's due always being citizens. involved.
1: You can't rely on anybody else. You have to be involved.
0: Got to do your own research, folks. You can't just depend on. On just what you hear. See, even though we bring you some good information right here at the Crow's Nest. So (laughs) thanks so much for tuning in. You know, when we're in the Crow's Nest, you know it's Saturday. That's going to do it for us this week. We hope you have a fantastic weekend. Make sure you catch us back every Saturday at noon. And if you miss any episodes, all you got to do is go to the Talk Drive homepage, click on the podcast tab, choose how you get your podcasts, and listen to any of the previous episodes from the Crow's Nest. Until next week, I'm Kelly J. Lewis with Thomas the III and Dr. Kevin Crow. Have a great day.